0: length interview offering today is from two great guys at Amazon and we're talking all things accessibility but a lot about streaming video.
1: Let's now talk about uh, television and a particular Amazon Prime Video. Uh, let's uh, see who we have here Robin with us. Uh, Abby. if you don't mind introducing yourself first of all.
2: Sure, uh, my name is Abby Moturi, uh, I'm the product manager for Prime Video Accessibility Programme. Uh, So I work in a bigger team that involves designers, user researchers, engineers, uh, and I'm also part of... There's a larger accessibility team at Amazon working on Kindle, on our devices, on our music, stuff like that. I'm just part of one team that works on accessibility at Amazon. And my name is
3: Paul Duncan. I'm a design technologist at Amazon and an accessibility advocate. One of the people who work... I mainly specialize on the web. I believe the web's for everybody... So I've been doing accessible websites for about 20 years. And now I work educating and highlighting the issues that our customers have.
1: Well, look, first of all, it's great to have you here. There's no point involving Robin in this conversation because <laughs> he doesn't watch television. doesn't do TV. He doesn't know what TV Sorry. is. Um, so I'm going to have to explain to I it heavily later. do
0: Amazon, though, in every other thing that you do. <laughs> Just well, not I have video. to say, so do I. And my living
1: room is a good example of that at the moment. It's um, <laughs> a so warehouse in my house right now, of course, lead up to Christmas. Um, but yes, um, let's talk about... Uh, in particular, Prime Video. Uh, how, uh, where are you in regards to accessibility? I mean, I, I, I know myself; obviously, I use it. But you know, I think for listeners, it's important to know where we are with accessibility and what that means for you uh, at uh, Amazon Prime Video.
2: Uh, as someone mentioned yesterday, it's accessibility is a journey, mm. so we are we have a long way to go. I'm happy with the way that we are progressing quickly in this year. So to give an update of where we are right now, we think of accessibility in terms of our content and then our user experience at Prime Video. So for our content, we've tried to get more audio described content. So now all our originals have audio descriptions. Uh, We now have the most number of audio described titles in the US. We've doubled the content in the UK. Uh, we are starting to get more closed captioning. Uh, and in terms of the the user experience, we have tried to make it audio descriptions available in more countries. So we have enabled audio descriptions now in over 100 countries. Before it was only in the US and UK. We've enabled it on more devices like living room devices, like smart TVs and uh, other living room devices. Uh, we've We've tried to make it easier to get to that content. So now we have an AD badge in detail pages so that before you start playback, you can know, you know if it has audio descriptions. Uh, and so we are progressing in that direction. Uh, but I'm happy with the way we've made progress so far.
1: Because, of course... Uh... For those who know about Amazon products will know that they have a screen reader built in. And when we talk about Fire TV, uh, of course, a, a device which you can watch Prime Video content and other channels on, but Prime Video content, obviously, primarily. Um, all of that is is easy to use with the built-in uh, screen reader. I do have to ask you the question that I ask everybody uh from, from TV companies, be it Sony or Samsung or any others, about third-party apps. Uh, now, you're Amazon. You've got a lot of pool in this business. Um, it is uh, difficult when you get your Fire TV. You set it all up, and you can go through all the Prime content, and all the Amazon stuff is there. Everything's great. And then you go onto an app, and you get WebView. Yeah. And it says WebView, and WebView. And you think, oh, come on, Um how can you influence others to try and make their apps more accessible
2: that's a good question uh, we are really proud of our fire tv and like our screen reader experience we try to make it the best we can and make sure like our first party apps like prime video works really well with the screen readers on our devices but like you said it's definitely with third party apps we do not have they control their own apps so what we want to do is like try and advocate and like try and push our partners to make sure that their apps are accessible. Uh, it's always a challenge. It starts with, I guess, first holding ourselves accountable for our apps, making sure we are leading on that and leading by example, and then working with our partners to see what can we do to help you make it more accessible. Is that changing our APIs, making our APIs more easier to use uh, to integrate with your uh, third party app or uh, what can we do to make it easy for you? In terms of content, uh,
1: there's lots of content obviously on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, there is a, a number of those titles, Amazon Originals in particular, that are audio described. There is other content. And in that sense, I would sort of say you uh, yourselves and, and Netflix are kind of almost mirroring in that regard around audio description because you have you know, your own library you, you're looking after. And of course, you're then looking after the, the other content. Tell us about the challenges um, that exist in getting more content that is audio described onto the uh, onto your platform
2: yeah so uh, like you said there are two two uh, big pillars one is our own content we have made a commitment that all our originals will have audio descriptions which kind of solves that piece of it mm-hmm. the other puzzle is we have a lot of vendors and partners that we work with studios to get their content on our platform so when it comes to that uh it, it requires working with the partners and having processes that say, hey, if you're giving us a movie or a TV show, you need to give it, give the audio description files as well. And that make it just a normal process instead of... If it's not the normal process, it could end up being like they forget giving the audio description files. We would have to go back to them later. But by having this as a process we could actually save money in to do a backfill in the future. Mm. So How much
0: what... influence do you have on making sure that that's always going to be the case if an AD file exists that they have access to, they have rights to, that that gets handed over? Because they obviously want to be on your platform and you have um, the ability to mandate
2: that, you know, where these accessibility features are available, they do actually arrive. Um... There are certain ways that we can work with our partners for this. So the easiest way is just put it in our contracts and say we want the audio description files as well. That would just solve it for for any for the future. But what we found is that partners want to give us the files. Uh, it's sometimes they may miss it, but when we ask for them, they usually end up providing. So we did us we ended up doing a backfill of a lot of our U.S. catalog, and partners were more than willing to just give us all the audio description files. So it's more about getting that process in place mm-hmm. so we don't have to go back to them in the future.
1: It must be difficult from, from your perspective because, you know, all of this falls to reputation and in some respects it's not your fault because you're not being provided the AD tracks. But, of course, the end user doesn't think of it that way, do yeah. they? They see that, well, I can't get that on an Amazon Prime Video. So it annoys them and they think it's Amazon's fault. But, of yeah. course, you work with other people and it's maybe important that people realize that, um, but I, I also know, for example, in the U.S., you have a much larger database uh, of audio described content. Why is that not mirrored in the U.K.? Why, why is it a lesser library of, of, of AD content here?
2: I totally agree with you. So it's, it's an issue of customer trust. So if customers expect audio descriptions and I, and they don't find them, it breaks their trust, and it's important for us to keep our their trust uh, with regards to the content in the U.S. versus U.K., uh, so we have uh, now around 1,300, more than 1,300 TV's and TV shows and movies with audio descriptions. In the U.K., it's a smaller but growing fast. We've doubled that this year; it's over 500 now. Part of it is because our catalog in the U.K. is smaller than the U.S. Uh, it could also be other reasons like uh, making us working faster with our partners to get that audio described content. Uh, But definitely, like, we are trying to put in processes and mechanisms in place so that we move very quickly in acquiring audio description content and, like, uh, scale that up more. So
1: it's not not a case of you just fly out to the U.S., control a on a a hard drive just copy (laughs) paste and then you know bring it all back it doesn't work like that no
2: yeah so in many cases sometimes (laughs) in the us we could have the audio description for the file Mm. we may not be able to just repurpose it right it's not a straightforward way to repurpose it in the uk sometimes it could be licensing it could be the fact that it's not the same file that you know is because of sensors or cards it could be different files. You cannot just use the audio description for the for the UK version. Yeah. So things like that.
3: And could I ask you a question? Um if we you know, if that was just as magic control control C, control V paste, <laughs> you'd get the audio descriptions with American accent using American terminology. Yeah. Which I is that you know? Is that something that's acceptable to you? Because I don't care. You don't care, do you? I Just want, imagine. I, w- I want audio description. <laughs> as a blind and that's person, that's true. That's that's it for me.
0: You want to use a taxi to get you from A to B. You absolutely desperately want to get there. You don't care what colour the taxi is. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's. You don't care what, what language yeah. the
1: guy speaks or girl speaks. You don't care where they come from. Where where you're, you know, as long as it gets you to your half your the show destination. Is American anyway. So. Well, that's right. And actually, so I'll, I'll be honest. This is controversial. at The RNIB especially, is, uh, and, and my view is my view on this, but that's a a point. These movies are generally, well, not all of them, but some of these movies are American. And it kind of fits better in some ways. Do you know what I mean? Um, But I also understand that that some people don't like it because of the the differences in in words that we use across the pond. I don't see it as a major concern. I think ultimately what it's about is providing audio description. Because for me, as someone who watches television, and I've said this time and time again on my show, is if it's not AD, I'm not watching it. And that means I'm losing out. There could be a great movie that I just want to watch. And if it doesn't have AD, I can't watch it. That's it. It's as simple as that. Because I will miss something. I will miss something out. Now, Paul, you work in the field of, of, of engineering. Uh, you are the guy who we we need to talk to here to get everything sorted. So you can stay with us for a while. Um, <laughs> Thank you. In fact, I've got a spare room. You can come and stay. Uh, but, you know, you're the guy who essentially sort of does all the, the back-end work. On, on web especially, is that right? Yeah. So, um is it is it a case of you need us as blind people to come to you with the ideas do you need some support from the community
3: we have internally we have many many ideas many solutions like i was talking to you earlier about how to surface ad content faster and I had ideas, but and, we, and just
1: so people know, we were talking about specifically finding that ad content because yeah. that's one of the challenges we have on AD, on Amazon Prime. Exactly, ADO.
3: and finding it faster. Yeah. So you don't. Ha- I mean, you know, you said you're willing to search around for quite some time to find ad content. Yeah, I'm going. Maybe we don't have to do that. As an engineer. We have mechanisms. We have metadata. Mm-hmm. How can we service that faster for you? to save you, save you time and get you into the programme you want to watch?
1: You're, you're the guys that own Lady A, as I call her, uh, because I'll set everyone's devices off. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you, you've got Lady A. Um, so can't we get her to do some of that work? Do you know what I mean? You could say, well, hey, what's this, What's audio described on on Prime that I could watch now? And suddenly she comes up with a list. Or built into the Fire TV. I mean, those are, that's one thing. But even just a simple category or perhaps a a list that is searchable in some way or even something that is in the title um, that tells you that it's uh, described.
3: um Jumping on that, it's like yeah, we are trying this for all our customers, not just you know. We try and make sure that everybody can find what they want as best they can. You mean you're
1: not just doing this for me? Well, come on, uh, Paul.
3: You personally (laughs) now, (laughs) you're not jumping the queue. Now we, we, you know, we work for all our customers trying to find how to make finding discoverable. You know, lots of people will sit home, get their dinner out, sit the TV, right. What should I watch? And by the time they've got to find something to watch, the dinner's cold. That's Um, right. We want to make sure that you know everybody can find something that's relevant to them and what they want. So we've got loads of teams working on stuff like this. We've got loads of ideas. We're doing lots of user testing, of course. We want to speak to our customers because we are Amazon's. You know, proud of its customers' mm. obsession. But you know, you are the customers. We need to find out what you want. We want to speak to you, and we love speaking to you. Cause but anyway, I also
1: know that the blind community can sometimes be quiet on these things, and it needs to maybe speak up a bit more. And I, I encourage all no, blind people to do that. I've never noticed that
3: personally. Well, <laughs> I, I think I
1: think we could speak more if I'm honest. And I think, but I. I and I don't get the feeling you wouldn't listen. It's a case of we would need to explain what we need more. Uh, and I think that's important as well. And I guess that would be something you would
2: support. One of the things that worked really well at Prime Video is talking to blind customers. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things that we did, we did a user study with blind customers using Prime Video. We asked them, so what do you care about? And like we basically had a video of them using our service. That made us find out all the gaps that exist. And then we could start like prioritizing them. It also showed our leadership, like these customers exist, mm-hmm. and we want to work for them and improve the experience for them. So, that, uh, talking to customers, we want to do that as much as we can.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's it's the the challenge is often. Um, I mean, especially around audio description, I think the feeling is among the blind community, and I only I can speak for myself. But I think it's the feeling that it's already there. That a lot of this content, this audio description content, is actually there. We just don't have access to it. If I miss a show, I, I remember watching a show on Sky a while back. Uh, I do watch other networks. And um, I <laughs> was watching this show. I missed like a second episode because the box failed to record it. And um, that was it. I couldn't watch anymore because the, the audio described version was never replayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you have these issues that pop up. And this wouldn't happen anywhere else. And it's interesting you said, Paul. You, know, you sit down for your dinner. You you decide what to watch, and then by that point, your dinner's cold. My my dinner has walked away by the time I found <laughs> it because it takes so long to go through the content. So if you can make that better, uh, I think we'd all be be happy about that.
3: Well, I'm sure I know. I'm sure Amazon is working on this. <laughs> well, we're, not, put, we're not
1: putting it on you, Paul. But you know, it's,
3: it's okay. I've got, I've got nothing to do this evening. I'll get back to <laughs> just get, get on with out it. Out. Yeah, absolutely
1: <laughs> fantastic. Um, I just want to ask one question about Apple TV because uh, you've got the Prime Video app on there. We've got a number of our listeners get in touch about this. I um, I, I use Apple TV as well, and um, I've noticed that when it comes to Prime Video uh, on the uh, App Store, the app that's on Apple TV, it uses its own voice as opposed to using I don't quite know how you would cla- categorize it, but it's it essentially turns on Amazon's voice view, voice view as opposed to using Apple's VoiceOver. over. Um, that's Actually, quite good in a lot of ways, and, and it works really well. I'm just intrigued why you you did that. Is that is that just a rollout the way you do things, or is, is I don't think there's any criticism of it, certainly, yeah. but I'm just intrigued
2: by why. Uh, I'm not aware of that particular feature. Uh, we, we
3: can definitely that. In. I say, we can definitely come back to you on that because it was interesting how you said before about how sometimes apps on other platforms mm. suddenly don't give you control. You go into the app and you've lost the control that you had before, when you're outside the app on the operating system. So. Um, well, it's using the opposite it. here. It's the opposite. So, yeah. whatever. It, if it works, I'm going to say take all the credit for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does. It, it, does. T- I'm it ju- does. I'm just intrigued by it. That's yeah, all. no, it's, um, it's interesting. I don't know the reasons why. I definitely know the people who know the reasons why. Mm-hmm. And um, I can get back to you on that. But it's good to hear that it's working. Very happy.
1: Well, I think what it says is that when it, it's available on other platforms it's going to be accessible and that's good news so if you buy a yeah. smart TV or, and obviously on a Fire TV stick it will be available and accessible and that is the key point so uh, no criticisms from us on that mm-hmm. at all uh, and actually I, I think it's great and I think Robin would agree with me that mm-hmm. this is so important uh, that you're here at this event as well at Texture Pro, because we need you to be here we need you to be part of this conversation because we we, we who else will fight for this, right? We've got to, we've got to push, but we need you guys behind us on this. And th- what you're describing there, Abby, about how your how your culture and I guess that's the whole thing, isn't it? That the culture uh, of accessibility has grown. I mean, you said at the beginning, you know, you, you're you're part of a, a wide team uh, who deal with all the different devices. I mean, all the fire tablets, uh, all of the the Kindle devices as well, all of the products shopping. Shopping as well, everything. In fact, I was on my I was on my Samsung phone earlier. I said this to you earlier, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Samsung phone has got a feature on it now where there's built-in Samsung support for Amazon shopping, which I find quite interesting. Which I can't wait to try. Uh, so you know, it's just great to see all that happening. Um, you are costing me an absolute fortune, but I'll get over it. <laughs> I've got a, uh,
0: <laughs> I've got a niche feature request. Which is very vision or, or vision impairment specific, which is to be able to access those AD versions of the audio of all your fantastic uh, programming via the Echo only. I don't care about pictures. I want to mm. talk to the air. I want any Echo device in any room to so pick up my audio described viewing. Essentially, the-
3: I've been talking. I've, I was, you know, many of us had the same thoughts. Like, I wonder if we can just do that. You know you know, um, get the audio description straight onto uh, just a voice-only device. Mm. One of the things is great, like, you know, I've seen blind people at conferences, they haven't got a screen. I'm going, what do you mean your computer doesn't have a screen? Okay, it's no use to us. And so something like this, you know, can we, um, you know, jump out and remove that? So, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a good idea. I'm I mean,
0: Whisper Sync, you're, you're huge on. So, obviously, if Echoes have a screen, it'd be nice to go from room to room and pick up the viewing. Yeah. But, you know, the, That's we to talked about it. TV Plus a moment ago. Um, I, it's the, one of the things I love about the app on iOS for uh, Apple's TV Plus service is that you can lock the phone, and it doesn't stop playing yeah. the mm. p- the program. Um, so that's a recognition. Uh, you know others. Netflix doesn't do that. So, it's you know. interesting, sorry,
3: just jumping in really quickly, sorry, um, iPlayer did that, then it didn't do it, then yeah. it did do it, then it didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, Because I used to watch Question Time and I'd be like, I'd be walking, to, watching on the tube, then I'd put it in my pocket and it would carry on doing it. And then it didn't. And it did, I was just really curious why the iPlayer team,
0: sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. So yeah, I mean, this is a kind of an extension of that. It shouldn't, you know, if, if there's AD there, it's a bit like, when Apple put the accessibility settings right up to the top level in iOS 13, it's an acknowledgement that everyone should think about being able to personalise and optimise their devices for their own experience. If people want to watch a particular thing with the AD track on, that shouldn't be seen necessarily as a VI-only activity. And if they want to go into a room and carry on listening to whatever it is they're listening to or watching on a device that doesn't happen to have a screen, that should be allowed to.
3: What was interesting, you said um, it's good for us to be here, of course, you know, It's great that everybody's here. Um, one of the talks yesterday, he was talking about the same thing. It's like, you know, we've got all these features that we could add to sound. We could make the real, um, you know, re- redistribute where the sound is like, make the voices louder, make mm. the background noises quieter. That works for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's about personalization. It's not about excessive technology. It's not about looking after it. It's like providing a service that's personalization for each individual to choose their own.
1: That is such a key point. And, and it, we've said it for a long time. That it's not about making it just for us. We don't want special boxes with special features that only are available to us. And you know, oh, you know, okay, you're blind. Well, here's your blind box. Often, enjoy your. I mean, I, years ago, I remember starting out as a blind guy, and um, it was I was given what appeared to me to be a toaster, and it was actually a television, but it didn't have a screen. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. And, I do. And yeah, and ridiculous. Well. it cost ridiculous. <laughs> it's like seven hundred quid for
0: more than a TV.
1: Yeah, and it was a toast, a talking toaster. Really, that was all it was. <laughs> and I, I don't want that. I want the same thing everybody else yeah. has. I, I, maybe just very briefly touch on this. It might not be your area, but I, I just want to say as well. I you know, going by our listeners' feedback and what we know, the Amazon Echo has made a huge change mm-hmm. to blind people's lives. Ambient computing is, is a huge feature these days Mm -hmm. uh, and being able to just ask the air and get the answer back from a screenless buttonless device well i'll say buttonless a few buttons on it but you know (laughs) what i mean um it it does make such a difference and again that kind of technology links in with fire tv doesn't it so you could ask lady a (laughs) to play something on the fire tv yeah um and that can work
2: i think that's another like great feature that helps an Accessibility, but mm-hmm. that's really meant but for it's anybody. But it's yeah. everybody. Yeah. Everybody loves it too. Like the fact that people can just say, hey, Alexa, show, play me action hey, yeah. movies. All the
1: devices off now. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's inclusive design. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, we all know that um, because of the accessibility team, you don't even be able, need to be able to speak or hear to use the Echo. You exactly. can, you've got Tap to Talk, you got Voice View. Yeah. Yeah. So i uh, ca- got captions. So And even,
1: even what sh- which really did surprise me in, in, a, in a really good way was. The news that you could talk to a device, even with synthesized speech from a computer. Mm-hmm. So even if you couldn't speak, you'd Lost still be able guy to speak. can use. Yeah, you could speak, and I, I, that is just incredible. The the, uh, the impact. I mean, it, you know, so it's easy to criticize things when they go wrong. It's easy to, to blame companies for oh, it's not perfect, and you know, I can't watch my latest show in this. We we know things are changing, and I think it's also important. And we've said this on the show a few times. It's important for us to to thank companies for the work they do because it's important that you realize that we are appreciative of it because it's part of our life, and it, as it should be, but it's so good to know you guys are doing what you're doing and I thank mm-hmm. you both for coming in and uh, sharing what's happening at Amazon Prime and uh, I'll, I'll look forward to some more free uh, shipping. Oh wait, I get it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice, guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks very
0: much. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks.